0: All right, that certainly was a hockey game. Am I right? Yeah, it's uh late here on the east coast. We just finished up another Flyers loss this time past midnight. Super fun to stay up this late to see that. Um. Yeah, so before we dive into what you guys want to talk about, I will just talk a bit about um, my little observations from the game. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was the way this team, once again, just completely folded after the first goal Um Yeah, they had a little bit of pressure at the start of the game. The first couple of minutes, there was some jump there. Um, And then as soon as they went down one, uh, that was pretty much the end of it, which has been kind of a running theme for this team this season, and it's not fun for any of us. Um, The other thing that I think I want to talk about is the goalie situation, which has somehow managed to get worse because now Anthony Stolarz is hurt again. Um, apparently during the broadcast, Steve Coates mentioned on the radio that it may have been back spasms that apparently he had been battling all day, which is troublesome for a couple of reasons. Um, mainly the fact that he had back spasms all day and his coach decided to play him, but, um, we learned, I mean, the announcement from the team was lower body injury. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I hope it's not his knee again because that kid really can't catch a break. Um, but yeah, that, uh you got to put that one on Dave. Um, Our pal Kurt from Broad Street Hockey had a really prescient tweet during the game about how earlier today we heard that it was Alex Lyon going this evening, which would have made sense because this was game number nine for Anthony Stolarz. And Anthony Stolarz hasn't played nine games in a row in a really long time. And Anthony Stolarz has about an 880 save percentage. So I'm not sure why Dave decided to change his mind and go with Stolars to start this game, but it was very clearly not the thing to do. But we know Dave likes to ride his goalies into the ground until they're literally dead and then move on to the next one. So that's apparently what he decided to do here. Um, yeah, and speaking of Dave, um, I don't know, you guys. I know we've... We felt like that we've reached this point maybe four or five times this season. We've kind of felt like, all right, this is it. This is it for Dave. But I think that I think that this is it for Dave. Um, Steph Driver, who, of course, uh, runs Broad Street Hockey as well as the NHL portion of the SB Nation blog network, has a source um, close to the Flyers who has indicated to her that it's, it's a decision that's been made. Um, the timing of it might not be completely set in stone, but it's happening. And I believe Charlie um, has a completely separate source that's indicated the same thing. And I'll tell you, the way that the broadcast team was talking at the end of this game... Um, I don't know, man. I feel bad about it because it's, you know, a guy losing his job... I feel, like, personally shitty about feeling good about it, but he's been bad at his job. He's made a lot of money doing it. He's going to be paid out through the end of his contract. He's going to be fine. Some team will hire him to do something. He'll be fine. But Dave just did not work here. And it has gotten worse and worse and worse. And I think we are finally at the end of the road. The cat says hello. Um, yeah, so, one of the other things that I kind of wanted to talk about, um, just to kind of take it to a positive place for just one second, um, one of the things that I kind of noticed during the Flyers' power plays, which were, uh, just as bad as they have been over the last few games tonight, um, is that, um, even, even on a shitty power play, Claude Giroux still looks so good. He... The passes were incredibly sloppy tonight, as they have been. But Claude Giroux making a pass and someone not receiving it properly—he just—I I just want you guys to maybe focus a little bit on the good stuff because there is still some good stuff, and one of those very good things is Claude Giroux, who continues to be amazing. Um, yeah. I was super glad that Elias Pettersson did not score a goal tonight, so I didn't have to hear all of you people talking about Nolan Patrick because that would have driven me insane. So we all saved ourselves from that a little bit tonight. I was surprised he didn't score a goal because, you know, he's very good and the Flyers are very bad, but he didn't. Um, What else did I want to talk about? Oh, man, uh, Andrew McDonald. Andrew McDonald went full Brandon Manning and scored a goal in his own net. Which, uh, kind of, it's just like, these kinds of things have been happening for a while now, and it's hard to even get mad about them at this point, because it's just, it just is. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say about it at this point, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah, alright, let's see what you guys want to talk about. I'm going to scroll through a bit and see what we've got. Oh, Scrolling through comments is difficult here. I don't know how Bill does this so flawlessly all the time. Okay, let's see. Besides face-off percentage, what does this team do well? Well, Ryan, the answer to that question is literally nothing, which is why they keep telling you how good their face-off percentage is, because that's all they got. And it's, uh, I think we've talked about it a couple of times um, on the radio show that face-off, percentage is not that important it's just another possession um but yeah they're good at at winning face-offs like yay that's great um let's see uh they said at the end of the radio broadcast lower body injury and we'll reevaluate. yeah so I don't know what that is um has anyone Confirmed, Cote and Stolarz battling back spasms. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually surprised they pulled Stolarz. Um, so it kind of makes sense to me that he he was injured because um, I mean the the goal that went through his arm um, he probably should have had that one, but the defensive breakdown on that play was so bad that it's kind of hard to to blame the goalie when everything goes wrong on a play like that. Um, the Flyers were pretty horrific in their own zone all night. So when they pulled Stollers, I was kind of surprised. Um, I initially just kind of thought it was a desperation move by Hackstall to try to calm things down early. Um, but, yeah, it turns out it's worse than that. And he's hurt, so things keep getting better. Uh, let's see... Um, sounded like they were saying it was a coaching issue. Yes, they were. Um, all right. I know, listen, I know nobody wants to talk about positive stuff at at times like these, but like, you guys, first of all, it's sports. We're supposed to be having fun with this. I know they've made it extremely difficult for us to do that, but... If Dave Haxtell is fired, and these rumors about Joel Quenville getting a job before Christmas are related to our team, which could be, um, things could get better. I'm not saying that they're going to get good, I'm not saying that this team is going to be in any kind of position to battle for anything in the playoffs, but they're going to get better, um... I think you guys all know that on paper we're not, this is not the true talent level of this team. I think we all know that. Something is rotten, things are bad, they need to figure out exactly what that is. They tried it with Hexal, apparently it wasn't the pizza and the wings and the meanness and the exercise or whatever the fuck they had problems with him for. Uh, Apparently that didn't solve the problem, so I think we all know what the problem is. It would appear that they're going to be cutting that problem out at this point. So I think we should all just kind of expect that things will get better. I don't think there's anything wrong with focusing on the positive, because they're there. Another positive, Travis Sanheim continues to be very good. But yeah. Oh, since someone mentioned Authentic Fan Night, which is Thursday the 20th, you should all know that Broad Street Hockey Radio will be making an appearance at that game with the Ed Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation at their table on the concourse. So if you guys are at that game being authentic fans, you should come on down and be authentic fans with us. We're going to play some games. We have some silly little giveaways. So just a shameless plug since the hockey's bad. Maybe you can come have fun with us. What do you think about G and Patrick on the same line? Um... I mean, the line juggling I think was definitely, you know, a symptom of the desperate stress that I'm sure Dave Haxtell felt heading into this game. Um, I didn't. It looked good at the beginning. Um, it's not personally. Um, oh hi, Mumum Kinekny. Thank you for joining us. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think that the line mixing was a a desperation move. Um, I think it didn't hurt to try it. It's not the lines that I would love to see, but, you know, Nolan Patrick needs to get going. Maybe he thought that this would get him going. It didn't hurt to try. I didn't love it. I don't think it's going to last past today, probably because the coach will be different. So, What if Ron Wilson becomes interim coach? I don't think so. Let's see. Gordon should get caught up from the Phantoms. I don't think so. Um, no. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I really think that there was a... So, Steph's source, who seems to be pretty reliable indicated that before Hextall was even fired, there was talks high up in the organization um, about, once Quenville was fired, about bringing him in. Um, I believe Dave Scott specifically really wanted Quenville to be brought in. Um, And I think that hiring Fletcher to replace uh, Ron is kind of a just an initial move in that direction because they have a connection already. Um, they've worked together before. So, I don't know. I, I, I just think that if they're firing Dave, it's to bring in Quim. It's just too many, there's too much smoke around it at this point. And I, I just think it's inevitable now, which is cool. Um, because the Flyers haven't had a, like a, a real game changer of a coach in a long time. Um, I know we, we joke that all coaches are bad. and In a way, they kind of are. Like, even Mike Babcock does dumb stuff. But Charlie said it a million times. There are coaches that can take a team and make them better. Um, Bruce Boudreau, I think, does that really well. And then there are coaches who can't elevate a team. I don't think a coach can actively make a team worse, but they can make them better. And Dave Haxtall just hasn't been able to make this team better in any way. And I think that a coach like Quenville should be able to take a roster that is relatively talented and mold something out of it that will, you know, make something happen. Um, let's see just gonna scroll through here a bit yeah we're calling him joel quenville because that's what bill does and this is bill's show so joel quenville um travis sanheim is good but gets 10 minutes a game makes no sense yes timothy i agree with you does make no sense one would hope that the next guy in charge of this team might play him more than 10 minutes a game but that remains to be seen i guess um yeah, so maybe, maybe we should talk about the goalie situation a bit because I think that kind of the initial, I think, logical choice in the minds of most fans would be to just call up Carter Hart. Um, I don't want that to happen, uh, personally, just because um, I think one thing that Ron... Hexall turned out to be incredibly right about was the fact that despite being the best goalie in training camp, Carter Hart was absolutely not ready for the NHL. Um, not in any way, shape, or form. And it's it would seem that he's just kind of finding a rhythm in the AHL, and I don't want to see them disrupt that. Um, I have said a million times that I don't believe that if a player is an NHL talent, that calling them up to the NHL will somehow ruin them. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that calling Carter Hart up would ruin him, but I I just don't think it's a good idea. This team is too much of a mess right now. Um, to throw a kid who had some early season struggles in the AHL into this tire fire just doesn't seem necessary. Um... Yeah, so that means that at this point, the hand of Chuck Fletcher, who I've decided to call Chaz, Chaz's hand may be forced as far as a trade goes. Um, so we might see, I think the, ros- the roster freeze is the 19th, which is Wednesday. So we've got a couple of days. Um, Chaz might find himself... They mentioned on the broadcast today that he said that he's been fielding a lot of calls from a lot of teams. So he might be making his first move and bringing in a goalie, one would hope, um, a bit better than the Peter Mrazek move. Um, Hopefully someone that could actually finish out the season with the team. Maybe we could move on from Michael Neuvert, um, because he's, you know... Made of glass, um, but yeah, I th- I think that might be what happens because I don't, I just don't see a point to bringing up Carter Hart. I don't think that he's going to somehow save the team, and I don't want to see his confidence messed up by the absolutely horrific defense that's playing in front of him right now. Um, So Barry Houser is saying that the post-game on NBC Philly, which I have on over here, but obviously on mute, um, is saying that they're hearing a rumor about trading for Jonathan Quick, which, oh, God. I feel like I'm in the minority here, but I really don't like Jonathan Quick. I never really have. I know he's got good numbers, and I know he's better than uh, what we have now, which is actually nothing. Like, we literally... We have Alex Lyon, and that's it. So I guess Jonathan Quick is uh, an upgrade over the empty space that used to be occupied by one of the other five goaltenders that we've played this season. Um, it's just not my preference. I f- I know that L.A. is rebuilding, so they're going to want a prospect, which is fine. I am fine with trading some of the prospects. Some of them are going to have to go. It just we need to accept that. But... I don't know. I don't like Jonathan Quick. I don't like Corey Crawford either, and I feel like I'd rather have Corey Crawford if I had to pick one of the two. It's not really up to me, but... The thing that scares me a little bit about the goaltending trade thing is that at this point, every other team in the league knows how desperate the Flyers are when it comes to the goalie situation, which means that, you know, they kind of don't have the upper hand as far as a trade goes, so... It'll be interesting to see what happens there, Um, but it ain't great where we sit right now. It's not a good position for Chaz to be in. It's not great for the team. Let's see. Bring in Bob. No, Bob's not happening. Let that dream die. Uh, Let's see. Kelly for co-coach with Steph and Bill as GM. To be quite honest with you, I'd make Charles GM. I'd make Charles GM. I'd make Bill president. And then Steph and I could co-coach. Just because I feel like we complement each other very well. Let's see. Sorry, guys. I'm terrible at reading your questions. I hope that you all appreciate Bill Matz. On nights like these when he's not here. Because he's so good at this. Okay, let's see. Oh, you know what we should talk about? Oh, Ivan Provorov. Why? Like, he was uh, not great again. He, he was a screening Lion on one of the goals. Which was, you know, less than ideal. I don't know what's up with him, man. I really don't know. Um, when they fired Hextall... There was a lot made of the fact that um, both Provorov and Ghost hated Gord, which seems like a bunch of nonsense to me because Gord Murphy was there forever, and this is the only time that Ivan Provorov and Shane Goss' bear have sucked. So I find it hard to believe that this was just the result of um, Gord Murphy being a big meanie. And now Gord is gone, and they're still bad. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I worry. I didn't. I wasn't worried earlier in the season about Ivan Provorov, but the longer we go on, the more I'm worrying. Um. Yeah, I need him to turn it around quick. <laughs> so someone's mentioning um, John Gibson in the comments, um, which would be amazing, <laughs> but obviously not going to happen. So, yeah, I guess one of the big questions is, is this season salvageable? And I think that's a tough question. Um, I haven't gone back and looked at exactly where the Flyers were at this point last season. Um, But at this point last season, things weren't great. Um, I really think it was the game on... And we all remember it very clearly because we were at our Festivus party at Bullies... And it was the game that Dave finally really optimized the lineup. It was the first game that he put Travis Konechny on the top line. And I think that that was the turning point for last season, December 23rd. Um, So there's still a week. Maybe they could turn it around again. Um, I... I don't know if it's, like, recency bias or what, but I feel I feel more despondent about this season than I did last season. Um, I'm not nearly as hopeful as I was last season. And uh, I don't really know why that is specifically, because, like I said, last season at this point was not great either. Um, but actually, now that I'm thinking about it, like, During the 10-game losing streak, they were still playing good hockey. And now they're just not playing good hockey at all. Um, So I guess maybe that's why it feels worse now than it did before. Um, But yeah, I'm not ready to completely write this season off yet. I really just hope that we don't end up in a situation where they just miss the playoffs and they're picking 17th or 18th in the draft and it's just a completely lost year because... I I don't want to wait another year for something, so. All right, let's see what you guys got here. You guys are talking about Felix Sandstrom, but he hasn't been great, which is a a bummer because I was super high on him before. I really had a a deep hope in my heart that he was going to be the next Henrik Lundqvist, but I don't think he's going to be unfortunately. Oh, so I see Dave's on postgame now. Um, Can't hear what he's saying because I have to talk to you guys, but if you want to tell me what he's saying, we could talk about it. Let's see. Talbot Smith and Varlamov are all free agents at the end of the season. Um, well, Max Talbot hasn't been great. Uh, Mike Smith has been very bad. Semyon Varlamov, I don't know. I just, I don't want to sign a free agent goaltender because they're all going to want term, and uh, I'm not interested in term for anybody at this point. Let's see, let's see, let's see. It's going to be Gordon as interim coach till the end of the season. I do not think so, my friend. But we will see. Oh, yeah, that goal by Scott Lawton was fire, wasn't it? That was some good stuff. I think that's another thing that people forget because everything's bad. Scott Lawton is a really good hockey player, and I think that gets lost a lot because he never gets used properly here. Um... But, yeah, I think that goal was a nice little showcase of what he can do if given the chance to do it. It was nice to see. Another little positive thing for you guys to look at since you're all a bunch of negative Nancys. (laughs) Let's see. Oh, no, someone's talking about redoing the Nolan Patrick draft in hindsight. You can't hindsight drafts. It's a pointless, fruitless, stupid exercise. You can't do it. Did you You could go back and look at the draft rankings from every expert from, you know, Central Scouting, from TSN, from Sportsnet, from ESPN. No one had Elias Pettersson going first or second. And he's better than both of the first and second picks. You can't hindsight a draft. It's never going to work for you. Nolan Patrick was, at number two, the best available pick for the Flyers by all measures, by all rankings, he was the guy they should have taken, and they took him. Number one, that was good for them to do. They shouldn't have done anything different. Number two, it's one year. I don't know that Elias Peterson is going to be this good forever, and neither do you. And number three, I don't think that Nolan Patrick is going to be bad forever. Not that he's been bad, he's just not been on fire. And I think that We are a very impatient bunch, and maybe we need to settle down sometimes. And in a season when every single player is playing like garbage and everything is bad and the team appears to have quit on the coach and the GM is getting fired because he doesn't let people eat pizza, maybe this kind of messiness is not conducive to a rookie playing the highest level of hockey. So maybe we should give Nolan Patrick a little bit of a break and realize that he's going to be quite good. And maybe it's not right this second, but we're playing a long game here. So, you know, get on board with Nolan Patrick. He's a good hockey player. Let's see. I wouldn't mind drafting... Hunter Jones a goalie if we can't get Hughes. So I admittedly have not looked at any of the draft stuff for this season because I never do, especially this early because I can't be bothered. I'm watching actual hockey right now. Um, so I don't know anything about this goalie prospect, but also you cannot draft a goalie prospect and expect that this kid is going to make a difference on your team anytime soon. Goalies make absolutely no sense. Drafting them is a roll of the dice every single time. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. We appear to have gotten lucky with Carter Hart. Um, But I I mean, I don't see a point in drafting. I mean, there's no, you don't draft for need because these kids aren't going to play for you for a number of years. We need a goalie now. Drafting one this summer isn't going to help us at all. Zach Thomas is telling me that J.J. Hines cited the Nolan pick during the broadcast. Did he? I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, so someone else is mentioning that giving up on Patrick, giving the coaching that he's had is way premature, and I would agree with that. You also have to remember that Nolan Patrick wasn't healthy until about this time last season. So we're just about a full year of healthy Nolan Patrick. I think that we expected him to come in at the beginning of the season as on fire as he was at the end of last season. But like I said, the conditions are not very good. They're not conducive to good hockey. No one's playing it. So I can't really get worked up about the fact that Nolan Patrick isn't lighting the world on fire because no one on this team is doing that. So... Okay. Yeah, Elias Pettersson is incredibly skinny. He is like a super skinny kid. And I said it during my little chat with uh, Kent from Nux Misconduct that I wonder how many like Johnny Gaudreaus and Elias Pettersson's have to make it in this league before NHL GMs stop being so obsessed with size. Like, turns out you can be super skinny and be excellent at hockey. Turns out you can be a little pint-sized elf like Johnny Gaudreau and be really good at hockey. You don't need to be Eric Lindros. Like, it's a silly thing to keep going for, but they keep going for it. Maybe that'll change. What's worse, hindsight redraft or expansion draft predictions? They're both pretty terrible in my mind. They're both just like... I mean, like, I guess if you want to have, like, a fun intellectual exercise with your friends, you can do a redraft every now and then. But, like, it's, like, a silly thing to talk about and get worked up about because there's nothing that can be done about it. And the expansion draft is kind of the same way. There's – the rules are are there. The players that we have are there. There's nothing we can do about it. They're – you know, whatever. It's – I can't be bothered. 2021 doesn't even sound like a year that's real. We could all be dead by then. Let's see. <clears throat> Please stop with the Nolan Patrick BS. It's not that he hasn't been on fire. He's been bad. Called a spade a spade. He's not a bust, but it's, as it's still early, but at least be honest, he's been really bad. I believe that I said several times that, yes, he's been bad, but the whole team has been bad. No one's been good, so I'm not going to get mad at the 20-year-old. Just not going to do it. It's, you know, silly to do. Let's see. Lappy will be promoted to head coach tomorrow. If that happens, I'm burning down the FARG. You guys can join me. Um, what do you think is up with Ghost? I don't know. Ghost and Provorov are really worrying. I don't know what's up with them. And I'm hoping that the wholesale coaching change that seems to be in the works, I'm hoping that it'll make a lot of change. I, I mean, I really, it really seems to me this year in particular that this team has quit on the coach. Um, for whatever, I mean, however you want to take that. Um... I don't think that professional athletes ever stop trying to win, but I do think that they're human beings, and if they hate work and they can't agree with what's being told to them and they can't find any inspiration in the room, I would imagine that it's very hard for them to play up to the level that they're supposed to be playing at. Um, You know, it kind of goes back to the... Ottawa Senator's Uber ride. When these guys know something is bad, it's hard for them. They have to execute what they know is bad. That can't be fun to do. So, I don't know. I'm hoping that if Hackstall goes, everything just kind of takes one step up. Just like base level. And then things start to get better from there. I don't... I mean, that's just... I have no reason to believe that will happen other than I'm just hoping that it does. Um, Logically, it seems like it would. Um, But yeah. Let's see. People making size of the D jokes. You are my people. I love you. Let's see. It really is hard to keep up with you guys. You guys are chatty. Oh, let's see, let's see. Quick dowdy package trade deal. How amazing would that be? Eh. Eh. I don't want, I just don't, I don't want, I don't want other teams' players at the end of their contracts. I don't want that. If I agreed with Ron Hextall about anything, it was the idea that trading for guys in their 30s on the back half of a contract is not the way to improve this team. Um, I don't – you might get a short-term bump, but long-term I think it's a bad idea. Um, I think this team really needs to focus on filling in holes where they can with, you know – I mean, I know it's hard to trade for a 26-year-old on a good contract – that you really want to have on your team. Not a lot of teams are giving that up, at least not right now. Um, things change as the season goes on. I I don't know. Someone mentioned calling up Myers, and I honestly wouldn't hate that because the defense can't really get worse. Um our Phantoms experts, Brad and Maddie, have mentioned that Myers is not great on the penalty kill, um, and also that he takes a lot of penalties, which isn't good because the Flyers' penalty kill is garbage. Um, but that those two things can't get much worse for the Flyers, so I'd kind of like to see them throw Phil in and see what happens. Um, as for Mark Friedman, he's been playing really well in the AHL. I wouldn't hate that either. I just... I mean, and, you know, if, if we're talking about a Dave Hackstall coach team, if they call up Myers and Friedman, they're going to sit, like, Sandheim and, I don't know, Ghost probably. So that would be stupid. But, like, in an ideal world, they would call up Friedman and Myers and sit, you know, Gutis and Amac or Amac and Haig. But I don't know. There's not a lot of things that could get worse, so I'd kind of like to see them get a little crazy and mix things up. Um, call up a couple of these waiver-exempt guys, throw them in, see what happens. Worst-case scenario, you send them back down. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, hmm. Voracek. I know people like to hate Voracek. He wasn't great tonight. The, I think the when the passing is bad... As it has been over the last few games, uh, Jake Voracek looks pretty bad because passing in his, is his game, and they've just been off on their passing. Um, some of the passes that look like they should be right on the tape, or, you know, sometimes they're just hopping over the stick. Sometimes they're just – it's just its just sloppy. Like, it's not – it's just not as crisp as they usually are, and I think that once that improves, Jake Voracek will look a lot better. Um He's another guy I'm not super worried about. Um, He's also a guy that I think if you wanted to get wild and make a big trade, could bring you a haul. So there's that too. Do you feel like the team gave a full effort tonight? I mean, I'm not sure they've given a full effort uh, at all this season. Not Not very much. Um, they're, they really do seem to just kind of go into a shell as soon as things turn. Um, and I don't know what's up with that. That's obviously a mental thing. And I also think it's a coaching thing. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't call it them not giving effort. Like I said, I don't think professional athletes know how to, Try to lose. Um, we've heard it a million times, like, Claude Giroux is, like, the most competitive person on the planet. So I, I don't believe that they're just not trying. But there's something collectively going on in their brains that's keeping them from performing at the highest level. <clears throat> Folks, it is 1.14 in the morning, and you are all here still. This is... Craziness. Let's see. When do you folks sleep? I'm not exactly on board with Q being a coach because as Bill has mentioned, he doesn't work so well with the younger guys. So yeah, that's kind of his reputation. Um, the folks from Chicago will tell us that he doesn't love the young guys. Um, that being said, I don't know, one would hope... Um, you know, like, it's one thing to want to play Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook over some rookie defenseman. I would imagine that a guy like Quenville can look at Andrew McDonald and realize that he's not a good hockey player, and so would therefore choose to play a more talented player over a veteran player, um, because, you know, that's... Makes sense, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't... I can't say that I'm, you know, an expert on Joel Quenville's coaching strategies. The only thing that I do know is that he's had success everywhere he's coached and seems to be highly respected Amongst the players that played for him, I don't know if you guys um, are on Twitter if you followed Dan Carcillo. once Quenville got fired, he had a a pretty long thread about how much he appreciated what Joel Quenville did for his career and for him as a person um, and that kind of, and I think there were a couple of other players who did the same thing, which is not really a thing that happens all that often when guys get fired, so i I have to put some weight behind that um. If this is a guy that hockey players like to play for, that I think would be a change from what we're looking at now. Um, It doesn't appear that hockey players like to play for Dave Haxtell. And so, yeah. I don't know. Let's see. Um, Christopher McCarthy has mentioned that Quenville's first cup, he had 15 players under 25. There you go, folks. Mm. Dave Haxel is not fired yet, as far as I know. You guys are watching TV, I am not, so. I don't think Mike Yo is going to be here in any capacity. Thank God. Because number one, he's got a goatee, which is unacceptable. Number two, uh, I don't like him. So no Mike yo, please. And thank you. I miss Carcillo, too. I loved, I loved Dan Carcillo. He's one of my favorite players ever. He was just um, like a ball of joy at all times. I'm not sure there are many people who seemed to be having as much fun playing hockey as Dan Carcillo did. And now he's doing really good things for fellow former hockey players, so he seems like a really good person, which is also nice. Who even says Q wants to coach here? Uh, Nobody says that, but um, who says that he doesn't, right? We don't know anything, really. It's all just rumors, but the rumors that I'm hearing uh, from people that I trust who are hearing them from people that they trust – like I said, there's a lot of smoke at this point. Patrick Senegan says, why am I still up? That is a great question. Why are any of us still awake talking about that hockey team? It's Saturday night at 1.18 a.m. And we are talking about a, a terrible hockey, te- hockey game that was not fun to watch in any capacity. And yet we all stayed up and watched it. and Now we're talking about it. We're crazy people, in case you didn't know that. I mean, I love us, but we're crazy. Hopefully we wake up to news of a fire, Dave. I mean, probably. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It might not be tomorrow. Um, It might not be until after the holidays. But I am going to be... I'll fall over dead if on January 1st Dave Hextall is the coach of this hockey team. I'll really be shocked. I just can't imagine. I mean, I say that knowing that I did not expect Ron Hextall to lose his job before Dave Hextall did, and that happened, so I don't know. So Timothy Allen said, I heard Q wants to wait until after the holidays. That was something that Elliot Friedman, I believe, reported as something that he heard Um, it's not something that has ever been either hard confirmed or, like, written down in stone. Like, obviously, Elliot Friedman is one of the most plugged-in people in hockey, probably second only to Uncle Bob. Um, and so if he is saying that Quenville wants to wait until after the holidays, it's probably because he literally heard Joel Quenville say, I want to wait until after the holidays. But, I mean, if an offer comes along and, you know, the job starts on the 23rd instead of the 26th, I'm not sure Quenville's going to turn it down because of some arbitrary date that he had decided in his mind. I don't think that's anything that's set in stone. Hmm. Okay, let's see what else you guys got. Just keep hack at this point, don't make a change in goal, and let's tank for a top five pick. It's not going to happen. Nick Macarella is doing the Festivus line, which, um, if you didn't know, we are having a Festivus party again this year, uh, Sunday the 23rd at, um, Tavern on Broad, which is, uh, on Bro- on Broad Street, um, Broad and Walnut, I think, um, super cool place, they really like us there, they're gonna have drink specials and food specials and the hockey game on all the televisions, so... If you're not doing anything Sunday night and you're off on New Year, or on Christmas Eve like I am, then you should come on down to Tavern on Broad and hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. Let's see. Let's see. Um, yeah, I think I think we've run out of things to talk about, you guys. This is like the latest I've been up in like a really, a really long time. I woke up at like 7 a.m. this morning to go work out, so I'm tired. But I think we talked about a lot of good stuff here. We somehow got 46 minutes out of a terrible hockey game that was boring and stupid and dumb like so many hockey games have been this season. But I am confident that things are going to get better And I think that you guys should be confident that things are going to get better. And, uh, yeah, ask Santa Claus for a new hockey coach. Maybe we'll get it. I'm thinking we're going to, though. I think it's time. So, yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with me here. Um, I know it's not as good as Bill, but I did my best, and Bill will be back soon. He's off having fun with his beautiful and amazing girlfriend. Yeah, so to recap, things that are good. Claude Giroux, Scott Lawton sometimes, Gritty, the the Flyers sometimes. Anyway, come hang out with us on the 20th at the Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation table on the concourse if you are at the game. Come say hi to us. It's always fun to meet you guys. And then if you're around on Sunday the 23rd, Come on down to Tavern on Broad for our festivist party, which starts at 6 p.m. Drink specials, food specials, hockey game. I think we might be doing um, a charity raffle for the Youth Hockey Foundation. We'll be taking donations for them. They do great work. If you at all care about the city of Philadelphia and promoting the sport of hockey and helping some kids in need, they're a great place for you to, to turn and donate time or resources if you can. So yeah, thanks for joining me. You guys are the best. We did okay, I think, for 1 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) We will be back, uh, when do they play? Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday against the Red Wings. They're bad, so maybe it'll be better. We'll see. All right, guys, have a good night. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart.